you are afraid to send to the customer that this only includes this, then you're going to be in trouble because you definitely aren't going to get over that fear when it's time to send the invoice. So you need to have those hard conversations. If you think it sounds like a lot that you're going to have to charge just for the you know scope of items that you're work of items that you're um, listing out, have that hard conversation now with the customer. Find out if they're going to push back while you're giving the estimate, not when you're giving the invoice. This is the Contractor Files Podcast. Your hosts, Ethan McNeil and Trent Keith, take a deep dive into the construction and remodeling industry to uncover keys to success and pitfalls to avoid. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Contractor Files. I'm Trent Keith. Yep, and I'm Ethan McNeil. And we are here with another episode. Yes, episode. What episode? Eight. Are we on? Eight. Yeah. All right. And what are we talking about today, Ethan? Uh, we are going to talk about what can kill the profits on a job. Oh my. There's nothing, right? You always make money. Yeah, every contractor's making big bucks on every job. <laughs> That's right. They're rich. They have their own business. Yes. Uh, this is all things we've heard. That's, yeah. what I'm <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, honestly, from a customer's perspective, I feel like that not all cu- customers. There's a lot of good ones out there, but sometimes homeowners think that when you come back and have to do warranty work for them like five times that then they finally got their money's worth because you were just charging way too much before. And it's like a, almost like a, see, I, I deserved that because, you know, you made big bucks on my job. Um, That's a good way to start with what kills profit. Yeah. Five times a month. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, it will kill jobs. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Oh, it will. You know, really, um, from the experience that we had uh, when we had the business, <laughs> it seemed like um, the employees that you had do work that you couldn't keep a close eye on, mm-hmm. like maybe you had more than one job going on at a time, mm-hmm. and you had an employee that you thought could lead this job, so they were the ones over it and taking care of it, mm-hmm. um, and they did not do as good as you thought, and it took multiple returns to fix it. Yes. That is one of the big things that we ran into when we yeah. had multiple crews. Uh-huh. It, I would say it even more than killed profit. It actually uh, cost the company money above and beyond that job itself. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> what profit? <laughs> That's right. Uh, what was you thinking? Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the mistakes um, that can be made on a job cost money. And we talked about in another podcast where those can, going back and having a warranty program where you fix those things is a good um, thing to do because it's a, it's a long-term business plan and it's, you know, it's basically your advertising dollars hard at work <laughs> um, because that customer will hopefully be happy and will refer you after you're done with the job. Yep. But, man, I don't know how, how you avoid issues like that except, one, train your people as much as possible, um, oversee people as much as possible you know, have checklists and um, every, you know, do all the things that you can to avoid warranties and, but they're still probably going to happen. 
And if there's a repeat offender, um, a certain employee that causes a lot of the mistakes and issues, then that's something you need to address um, from an HR perspective. <laughs> maybe you need to let that employee go, find another career, or maybe you need to put them under uh, someone else for a while. It might make them mad, but um, there's just, um, yeah. There's lots, I, there's lots of things that you probably are specific to you of how to avoid those, but mistakes by the crew members is probably a number one reason you're going to lose money on a job. Definitely. That's for sure. I think one of the false assumptions of contractors is that backing up your work will affect your profit, mm -hmm. honestly. And this is kind of the flip side of that. Yeah. So, you know, I've heard everything from a taillight warranty to a 10-year warranty. <laughs> well, a taillight warranty is once the taillights are out of sight, there's no more warranty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a 10-year warranty is a little bit of extreme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, if you cannot provide at least a one-year workmanship, yes. what we always said was a one-year workmanship warranty. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you cannot, as a contractor, back up the product itself. Right. The companies are supposed to take care of that that mm -hmm. produce the product yes. but you can provide a one-year workmanship warranty mm -hmm. um, and when you first start that's hard to think about because you think well I can't go back there for a year if something goes wrong mm -hmm. but in all reality if you can't back up what you or your employees do for a year then you're headed down the wrong path anyway. Yeah. It's actually as good an advertisement as you can get to back up your work for at least a year mm -hmm. and let people know that you're wanting to take care of them yes. the same way you want to be taken <clears throat> care of. Yep. You will have uh, customers that take advantage of that warranty, but the majority, hopefully you have a good client base, will not. And it's worth it in the long run for the few that do take advantage and you feel like are kind of, you know, playing the system. Um, the, there will always be those, but it, hopefully overall it averages out and that warranty actually makes people confident to do business with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so jumping to another topic, another um, very common reason why you could be losing money on your job is you are unorganized. Your job is unorganized. Um, and there's lots of things that go into that. Um, but the, probably two, well, I'll just say one and let you hop in on this as well. One of the biggest things is um, lining up materials. And this is before you start a job and also while you're doing the job. Um, so make sure if you've got special order items, make sure you get those ordered before you start a job and preferably inspected because I mean around here materials are, are very, it's very common that you order a door and it come in bent. <laughs> oh my goodness. And if your guys are sitting on the job and they, you know, they think they can do the job and they go pick up a door that's, that's damaged, they just wasted all that time and what are you going to do tell the customer that their price just doubled because you know your guys ran to the store to get a door that was broken and now you're going to have to reschedule so organize your materials ahead of time inspect special order items um, this is all stuff that i think office people can do you don't have to overload your 
you know, your foreman or your crew members with this. This is something you as a business owner, if you don't have an office person, can do. Sit down with the customer, have them pick out any special order items and get those things ordered and then go make sure they actually look good before you start the job. And um, <clears throat> also with materials is while you're on the job. Actually, I can talk about that in a minute. Did you, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Uh, well, I'll tag on to that, yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Definitely, when you are getting ready to get a job started, one of the best ways to keep from killing your profit is to have either yourself as the owner or one of your lead guys to go to the job and make sure that everything's been brought there that you need, mm -hmm. that Ethan said nothing's damaged, mm -hmm. that it's ready to go because running and picking up materials yes. is one of the biggest killers of yes. profit. When you're in the middle of something, you may only have two or three guys on that job, but mm -hmm. when you have to send one to get some materials and the yep. other two or three are standing around twiddling oh, yeah. their thumbs till they get back, uh -huh. that costs a lot of money. And the customer is not happy yes, that's in that right. scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens a lot. I mean, you deal mm -hmm. with these big box stores, um, it's as common for materials to be damaged yes. as it is not. Yep. Um, so you have to be prepared ahead of time. You cannot wait until the morning of no. to look at stuff. No. Yep. And and uh, to piggyback on on that. Oh, now I'm doing you first. Whoops. Um, the other thing is while your crews are doing the job. Be organized about any materials you do need to go get. Like Trent was saying, you don't want people just standing around. Um, have your, teach your crew members, or if you're the lead, then do it yourself. Um, but teach people, your whole company, to organize their time efficiently and only go get materials at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, if possible. Um, jumping around is the worst thing you can do for your crews. And that can be jumping around to go get materials. Um, don't like, I mean, how many times you see crew members show up at the job, work an hour, then they're gone, get, get a part, that they could have been doing something completely else while they were waiting, you know, at the end of the day they could go get all the parts they needed. Instead they went and got that part, finished it, and then they found out they needed something else for the next part of the project. Yeah. And then they're gone another hour to go get materials. And so keep it organized. You know, if you run out of materials on this one thing, go to do something else at the job until you run out there or until the end of the day or the next day where you can kind of like merge all of those material runs together. Yes. And, and your guys will probably hate you for that. Well, and I would say if you have an employee that goes to get your materials, mm -hmm. be very specific, like you're yes. saying, of when that's supposed to happen. Yep. Because uh, from experience, <laughs> employees that like to do running will find running to do multiple times a day. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't uh, give them guidelines to stay within, mm -hmm. they'll be gone first thing in the morning, and then they'll yes. be gone at lunch, and then they'll yes. be gone right after lunch, and then they'll be gone before the day ends. Yep. And uh, you have to streamline those things, uh -huh. because even if the hardware is only 20 minutes away, mm -hmm. going there three times a day, just yes. lost you 40 minutes times yeah. three, right? Yeah. So so you lost 120 minutes yep. 
by running the hardware three times. Yep. And so, and it, it, I think it's uh, human nature to be in the middle of working hard and you're like, I want to just take a break or do something. Mm-hmm. I'll just yes. run and get this from the hardware because yes. I know I need it. Yeah. So um, be, very, be very specific with your employees of when and when not to yes. go get supplies. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, another thing um, is, and this kind of goes with it, about being organized, is organize your schedule for your crews to, um, when they get done with something, don't have them um, jumping around to a million different jobs all at the same time. I, I, when they get done with something, I don't know why I said that. But basically, um, you will see contractors that... Um, a customer's been waiting for a week or two weeks or a month or whatever for them to start their job. They keep getting pushed back. And that contractor will say, okay, we'll come to your job. They get started on that job, but they didn't actually finish the other job. So they're jumping back and forth, trying to make both customers happy. And that is a good way to lose profit because anytime that your crews are jumping around, whether it's getting materials, whether it's getting pulled off of the job to do some other random job, or they're, you know, all of those things, you're losing money. You're losing drive time. You're also losing productivity because I have never once seen somebody show up at the job and just get started on what they were supposed to be doing on minute one. <laughs> it usually takes them 30 minutes to get figured out what tools they need and what they're supposed to be doing. So try and stay organized with your schedule. Yes. Um, another big part of not killing your profit would be teach your employees how to be very specific with your customers of what they're doing and what their mm-hmm. goals are, but not to talk for extended periods of time. <laughs> yes. We've had a lot of employees over the years who would spend hours talking with the employee mm-hmm. because they like to talk. <laughs> yep. And that was a killer with the profitability mm-hmm. because not that they didn't do good work, but yep. the problem was, is a lot of times the customers like talking to them just as yes. well, yep. and they were not getting anything accomplished. Uh, so make sure that they know they have to be polite and courteous, keep the customer updated, yep. but it's not a social time <laughs> working. Yes. Uh, and the problem is, with all of these things, running to get materials, talking to the customer, you have to charge for those hours, and that's going to mean the customer is going to be upset mm-hmm. because if you the guy was there for eight hours but two of them was spent talking and they get a bill for eight hours they're not going to be happy and they don't understand that they wasted that employee's time for yeah. two hours <laughs> yeah you know that's one thing we heard at times where um the lead guy would be running to get materials multiple times in a day mm-hmm. and the customer would say well they weren't here for two hours they were only here six hours today yeah and then the lead guy when you talk to him would say well, they talked to me for two hours. I only could work part of the day. Yep. So next thing you know, half the day is gone. Yeah. Running and talking to the customer. Uh huh. So then, how do you handle that? That's that's the <laughs> that's what you get to do as a business owner: handle things yeah. like that. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing um, that I think is probably I, it might be up there as number one. I don't know, but that will this 
will kill the profit on your job when the customer is adding or changing oh, yeah. the scope of work constantly. Um, and uh, it happens all the time. And those customers can actually make you more money, but the key is you have to have them, and preferably in writing, agree to more money for every change or for everything they add to, to the job. If it's time and materials type of a job, that's not a big deal, but if it's a bid job, you have a set amount that you can bill for that job, they add on you know, 20 more things, you've got to have 20 more line items of this is gonna cost you this if I do this, this is gonna cost you this if I do this. And uh, otherwise you will be eating those 20 other items or you'll be sending a bill and they'll be, they'll be upset and, and argue with you. That's not what the estimate was. <laughs> yeah. And that, that brings up a perfect point. Um, a big part of uh, killing your profit is when you do your estimate, if you're very vague mm -hmm. of what you're doing, then they're going to use that. Uh -huh. If you say, we're yep. remodeling your kitchen. Yep. Well, everything they add that's in that kitchen, they're going to yes. say, well, you said you're remodeling our kitchen. Yes. I thought that was part of it. Yep. You have to be very specific when you write up estimates to make sure that you cover yourself yep. with what you're doing. So when they do add extra things, you can say, this is not on our list. Yes. It's no problem. We'll do it. But yep. it's going to cost X amount of dollars. Yes. Yep. And have it in write, like what Trent was saying, have it all written out. Have your mm -hmm. estimate in writing and make it clear for you and the customer. If you are afraid to send to the customer that this only includes this, then you're going to be in trouble because you definitely aren't going to get over that fear when it's time to send the invoice. So you need to have those hard conversations. If you think it sounds like a lot that you're going to have to charge just for the you know scope of items that your work of items that you're um, listing out, have that hard conversation now with the customer. Find out if they're going to push back while you're giving the estimate, not when you're giving the invoice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's for sure. Because it will come around sooner or later. Yes. If uh, you're trying not to share everything, it's going to come out before yes. the job's done. Yep. Um, another thing that happens is um, unforeseen issues. Maybe there's rot damage. Maybe you had no idea that their panel was such a mess or that their hot water heater was on its last leg. There's so many little things that come up. Um, sometimes big things that come up, termite damage or something. Um, and if you don't have a way to handle those things, just like we're talking about these change orders, if you don't have a way to communicate to the customer that this is gonna be extra, and this is roughly what I'm thinking in extras, mm -hmm. and have them agree to it, then you're gonna lose money because you'll get done with that job, you'll have fixed their hot water heater, their panel or whatever, and they're gonna throw a fit if you did not approve that extra mm -hmm. ahead of time. Even though it had to be done, you know, even though there was rot in their, you know, floor joists, you still have to have a clear way that you communicate the issue and how much extra it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll lose money. For sure. 
it seems like that you know all these different topics that we talk about come back to communication. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, we may talk about that in every episode. Yeah, probably. Just communicate. Maybe that should be number one. Uh-huh. Communicate. Yes. Communicate. That is the key. Yep. With all of it, because um, you're not understanding what all the customers thinking, mm-hmm. and they don't understand what all you're dealing with unless yep. you communicate those things. Yes. Um, if they understood it all, they would do it themselves. Right. They don't. They need help understanding where you're coming from, what you're doing, what could uh-huh. be extras, and all that. And if you do not communicate that, mm-hmm. then to them, it's like you're trying to take advantage of them right. because they don't know all the yes. details. So, yep. um, again, communicate and treat them the way you would want to be treated if you had no idea what was going on yes. in that process. Yep. Yeah, and and write stuff down for your own benefit, mm-hmm. even if it's a text, like have a or an email. Like it doesn't have to be this huge formal document um, if you don't have the time. But do something where it's written down, because you will you will have arguments with the customer, and you might forget what you said, <laughs> and that does not go well. I know there's probably a million things on your in your mind, and if you told the customer a certain thing and you don't deliver, oh buddy, that's going to be bad news for you. And how are you going to dispute it if it's not written down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that goes too with. Um, we talked about not talking too much to the customer, um, which is true for your employees, <laughs> but for whoever's in charge of the job. You also need to communicate what you're actually doing along the way mm-hmm. so that you don't do something that you're going to have to undo. <laughs> um, because there's times where maybe you, on the first meeting, the contractor and the homeowner and the homeowner told the contractor, I want brown windows. And he didn't write it down. And then he goes and installs a bunch of white windows. Um, that's going to be an issue. So you you should have communicated ahead of time. Hey, I'm getting white win- or white windows. That's what we agreed upon, right? Uh, if you have questions or it's not written down already, then you need to talk to the customer about big things like that. Yes, for sure. Any large items that you have to order has to be listed out in your contract. Yeah and signed mm-hmm. so you don't get into that. We had that happen mm-hmm. multiple times. We would have it on a list and maybe say white vinyl replacement windows. Mm-hmm. And we order them to go put them in. The customer said, I wanted brown. Yep. Well, if we didn't have that on the list that says what yes. we have, then the customer's right. I yeah. mean, it boils down to right. um, you're going to have to fix it because if you don't have evidence to prove they're wrong, then they're right. Yeah. <laughs> and that can yes. cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to be known as a contractor who argues with the customer about he said, she said, because mm-hmm. when it's word of mouth, I'm you're coming up against... I, I, contractors are not trusted. So mm-hmm. there's most people are not going to side with you <laughs> in that story. Maybe your employees will, but that's probably about it. <laughs> Yeah, and really the whole bad part of that scenario is, when, as we're talking about growing your business and getting bigger and all that, when clients like what you do and feel like that you were excellent to work with, they'll tell somebody about you and they'll mm-hmm. refer you. 
Yep. If they get mad at you and feel like you ripped them off, they will tell <laughs> 10 people oh, yes. that you ripped them off and yes. took advantage of them, yep. and you just went the opposite direction really fast yep. in growing your business. Uh-huh. So all that plays into not only keeping peace on the job and making sure you're on the same page, but growing your business as a whole. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So um, did you have anything else you wanted to add there? No, I think we could talk a lot about what kills problems, <laughs> yeah. but the key is um, the basic things like we talked about, the communication, yes. writing everything down, having everything signed. Yep. Um, I was, I was, uh, you know what? We, we totally missed this. This should have been point number one. You didn't charge enough. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You didn't have all your... Uh, figures correct. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you didn't listen to our previous episode where we talked about the hourly rate. That's right. But something happened. Yeah. You did not charge enough. <laughs> you know, that's actually sometimes you go to bid a job and you can tell this customer is going to be a pain. <laughs> I might actually up this <laughs> this estimate because we already know I'm going to be doing. Or you just decline to do the job. One or the other. Oh. I would say that would be a good tip on how not to kill uh, profits is when I started, I would do what you said. If they seemed like it was going to be a pain, I would just up the bid because mm-hmm. I wanted all the work I could get, right? Yeah. Well, the longer I was into it, I learned that it didn't matter how much you up the bid, that client or that customer would never be worth <laughs> what you charged. So what I switched to was just saying... I apologize. We're not a good fit for your job. You yeah. need to find someone else. And yep. that actually upped my profits more than adding to the bottom line yes. of a job. Yep. You know? There's some people you just don't want to do a job yeah. for. Yes. <laughs> and just like some people are listening to this podcast and they don't like us. And you know what? We're probably just not a good fit. <laughs> We're not going to try and make yeah. you happy. <laughs> That's right. Oh. <laughs> uh, we can say a lot about that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, keep focused on letting your customer know all the details along the way mm-hmm. so that you're on the same page. And when things do come up, you can work through those differences and mm-hmm. get paid and not have to do things for free yep. on your job. Because you will go out of business pretty quickly if you do not have some profitable jobs. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep, that's right. Unless you're the contractor who uh, decided he would do contracting and they wanted to know how to make a smart, small fortune in contracting. Uh-huh. And you said you start with a large fortune. Yeah. <laughs> you have a small That's a way to do it. Oh, you know, I know everybody is just dying to rip up some flooring for free, and you know, there you go. They just it's how they want to run their business. You know, that's what you hear from contractors a lot of times. It's just so fun doing the dirty hard work yes. that they want to do it for free. Right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's not the mindset of most contractors. Probably not. And if they're listening to this podcast, probably not. But, um, uh, so yeah, on our podcast, um, if you haven't already subscribed, subscribe. But we also have a website, thecontractorfiles.com. 
you can go there. You can see all of our links in our videos. You can also send us a question, or if you want to be interviewed, if you think you've got a wonderful story that you want to share with the world, you can um, submit a request to join the show. We will screen you. Sorry, it's not a, it's not a uh, just submit and you're on the show. But <clears throat> you are welcome to submit questions. And if you need help, there's a get help tab. And I think, yeah, I think that's just about it. And keep your eye out, everyone. Uh, as we've mentioned a few times, we will be releasing our app at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. on uh, estimating jobs. Yep. Uh, we've done this for years. Ethan's been more in the hands-on deck estimating side than I even have. Um, but this is by far the simplest way to estimate contracting jobs that we've found. Mm -hmm. That's why um, we created this. Yep. So keep your eye out for that. And thanks everyone for joining. Yep. Have a good rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. To ask us any questions that might get answered in our next podcasts, please visit our website, thecontractorfiles.com. Have a great rest of your day.